0: And tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. It's my birthday month, it's August, and I have an amazing gift for you because we all know that giving is actually better than receiving. And I know the pain of wasting your time in relationships that go nowhere, of getting heartbroken over and over, dating people who are emotionally unavailable, and realizing, oh gosh, maybe I'm emotionally unavailable. Just the pain of being on the dating roller coaster, not having the relationship that you've wanted, watching all your friends get married or get engaged, or your your friends are having kids and you're going to weddings and you're having to find a wedding date. And you're hoping that your person that you're casually seeing is actually going to show up to the wedding with you. And just all the stress of not having your romantic partner, not having that part of your life figured out. It can be a huge drain on your energy. It impacts you in so many ways, mentally, physically, etc. So I want to give you the gift of secure attachment. When you learn how to embody the securely attached woman Dating is fun and you're able to attract the great relationship you've always wanted and you become that version of you that not only attracts that partner, but maintains that relationship for life. So I want to give you this gift because I know how hard it is to be stuck in the dating roller coaster and to not have the relationship results that you want. So right now for the month of August only This is something I rarely do. I think maybe I've done this one other time in four years. Right now, you get an additional month in the Empowered Secure Love program for free. So a whole bonus month that's more time for you to receive coaching from myself and my incredible staff of clinically trained support coaches. That's more time for you to be in the community and it's at no cost to you. So this is the best time to join the Empowered Secure Love program. I want to invite you to apply using the link in the show notes. And you can also go to my Instagram bio if you prefer that. The link is there. But this is not going to last. This is done by the end of August. So make sure you grab this birthday offer. I am celebrating you deciding to finally make this decision to heal. Maybe you've listened to this podcast for months. Maybe you've even listened for years and you know, okay, I need to do this. I need to put myself first. I need to finally heal so that I can have a great relationship. This is your sign, okay? This is the best time. So don't wait. Give this gift to yourself now. Use the link in the show notes to apply. I cannot wait to coach you. Welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan. It was just my birthday last week, and I did part one last week of the 34 things I wish someone would have told me about life and relationships. And today is part two. We're going to wrap it up. And I've got some really great things for you to think about. Um, I'm really excited to see which of these you liked the most. So definitely do a screenshot of the episode, share it to your story, and then tell me which numbers you resonated with the most. I want to hear from you. I always love knowing kind of what, what y'all appreciate, right? That helps me know what you want more of. So let me know what ones do you appreciate the most? And you can tag me just at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Warren Coaching. Can't wait to connect with you on the gram. Um, I'm feeling so grateful. 34 years old. My goodness, I remember when that seemed so old in my 20s. Like you know, 30 is so old, and now I think, wow, I still feel like I'm in my 20s. I don't know. Um, obviously, some things are different, but. Needless to say, I'm feeling good. I'm grateful. And I'm so excited about this year. And I'm so grateful for this community. Over 3 million listens on this show. So many wonderful reviews. So much feedback that the show has helped you. I appreciate you so, so much. And I'm just grateful to be here. So let's dive in. Without further ado, I could go on and on about my gratitude, but let's do it. So, I'm starting out with number 18, since this is part two, and this is a doozy because so many people get caught in this trap. So for 18, I have, I'll be happy when is a lie. So many people get stuck in that trap of, Ooh, I'll be happy when I weigh this, when I'm a size six, I'll be happy when I have this much money in the bank. I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship. We base our happiness on an external result instead of tuning in, dealing with the root and core things that are going on so that we can create our own happiness, no matter what's going on externally. Because what we find is that that state of happy, content, self-love, peace, that's an inner game. It is an inner game that is intentional that will not be solved by whatever's going on in, in your exterior life, right. In your external life. So I'll be happy when is a lie. It's a lie. All right. The next one for 19, I have fuck. Perfect. I don't usually say the F word, but it's worth it for this one because so many of us get caught in perfectionism. We see Sally on Instagram with her perfect outfit and her perfect hair and everything's curated and the color seems perfect and everything looks great. She's flawless skin, whatever. We see this, this perfect image in so many people all over social media. And it's it's really easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself, of thinking you're not good enough, of thinking that you're a mess. I'm here to tell you that perfect is a lie. Perfect doesn't exist. You owe it to yourself to be authentic, be yourself, right? I think for a long time being on social media, it's hard to not fall into the trap of, okay, well, every post has to be perfect and I have to look a certain way and da 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 da. da. and I'm grateful the older that I get, the more I step into, well, who the fuck cares? I need to be my authentic self. I have to show up as I am. I have to write what is from my soul. And yes, there's days where I have a messy bun. And yes, there's days where I feel like crap and I show up anyways, and I owe it to myself and I owe it to anyone who follows me really to just be my authentic self, to show up as my imperfect self, because we do, we need more people in the world willing to show up that way because we, we need to accept ourselves as we are. So Perfect. <laughs> That's number nineteen. Uh, number twenty. If they are not in the arena, their opinion doesn't matter. If someone wants to have an opinion about my podcast and what I should do, and da 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 da, uh, they better have their own, and they better be doing pretty well, because this is just an example. But what I've learned is that people will have all kinds of opinions. They'll they'll give you all kinds of tips, all kinds of feedback. But if they aren't actually in the same arena, the opinion doesn't matter. So I really, I really want to like clarify what I mean here. It's not that feedback isn't valuable and I'm always open to feedback and anything I do in life, I want to grow. I want to learn and I am always open to it. And if there is someone who's putting you down or someone who has a major opinion and they haven't actually done what you're doing, then guess what? That doesn't matter, right? It's like, it's not valid. This goes for, you know, aunt Susan who's in her seventies and you're dating in a modern world and she has opinions about how you're dating and what you're doing and why are you going on so many dates or whatever her opinion is. If she's not in the arena, if she hasn't dated in 2023, then I'm sorry, the opinion's not valid. So this is a really important thing, especially if you struggle with confidence or you struggle with maybe people telling you what to do, take ownership of your experience and know that you get to have an opinion. It's your opinion that matters. And sure, people that are in the arena too, you can be more open to it. But at the end of the day, it's your opinion that matters. Okay. 21. Ooh, healing your body image is a lifelong commitment. I know on the last episode, I talked about codependency being a lifelong commitment to heal. Same with body image. I'll be really honest with you all the last couple of years going through all the moves and relationship change. I found myself at my highest weight, my heaviest that I have been in years. And I just can remember stepping on the scale and looking in the mirror and going, wow, like I don't feel like myself and I just didn't feel good in my body. And I just felt really off. And here's how I know that I have grown with my body image because instead of saying, Oh my God, I'm going to starve myself now. I'm going to fast. Like I would have done in the past. I would have done like cardio for hours every single day and gone down to a thousand calorie a day diet. I would have gone into extreme Mode, right. Instead of that. And instead of saying, well, geez, how did you let this happen? and being so self-critical, right? Like instead of all of that critical, critical bullshit, my response was, okay, clearly you've been feeling stressed. You haven't been able to prioritize movement. I'm sorry that you're feeling this way in your body. What do you need in order to take better care of yourself? So for me, it's been this huge shift of, okay, if I have weight gain that doesn't feel good to me in my body, it's not about how I look, which was what it used to be of like, oh, I'm not a size six anymore. So people aren't going to like me. So I need to change, right? That was old narrative. Now it's, I don't feel good physically, like my energy, I have IT band pain that always acts up and these things in my body, it's about how I feel. And then the shift is what do you need in order to take care of yourself better? Because realizing that, yes, of course, I was using eating as a coping skill, right? Of like mindlessly grabbing whatever was convenient. Uh, definitely not nurturing my body in the way that I typically would, since I was under so much stress, honestly, of uh, growing a company, having nine people on a team that I managed going through two cross country moves, beginning a new relationship, all kinds of different building a house, which was a wonderful stressor, but also a stressor. Like all of these things cause me to cope in ways that were not my best coping skills. And instead of judging myself, I've been able to be kind and curious and say, well, what do you need to realign with your highest and best self? And what do your coping skills need to look like? Right? So such a huge shift for me in body image and how I think about my body. Um, And I wonder if some of you can relate to this of being on this journey of, well, I know that I don't necessarily feel good in my body, and I want to feel differently. And I need to find a way to move forward that feels compassionate and feels supportive instead of shaming a way that celebrates my body and helps me honor and love my body instead of saying, well, I'm not valuable until I'm a size six or I'm a size eight. Right. So I wonder if some of you relate to that. Definitely shout me out on IG if you do. Okay. That could be its own episode, but I got to move on (laughs) going on to 22. I love this one. Okay. For number 22, I just wrote dance in all capital. (laughs) you got to dance. And this might sound silly. Um, this came to me recently because honestly, there was a few years where I just didn't make time to dance. I didn't like allow myself to be silly, to be playful, to enjoy my workout and dance during my workout. Like that's, that's part of who I am. And I think all of us have that. We have that inner child that just wants to dance and move and play and be silly. And it's really helpful to make space for it. If you're like me, maybe you just went through a season where you thought, well, I just have to be on, I have to be professional. I had all these ideas about what it meant to run a company and run a team. And I created a lot of, um, I don't know, I guess, I haven't talked about this, so it hasn't, the words aren't there, but I created a lot of, Uh, expectations for myself in terms of how I thought a CEO should be. And I really cut out some of those fun, quote unquote, parts of my life. And I was just putting so much pressure on myself to be on all the time and to be this um, healer. And which is that is part of who I am, but I kind of missed out on just having fun and just dancing. So Maybe for you, it's not dancing. Maybe it's something else in your life. But I want to encourage you, even if you're an adult, even if you're like me and you run your own company, however much responsibility you have in your life, you still have to make time for fun, whatever that is for you. Make the time for it. You need things that fill your soul with joy, things that make you giggle, things that get those endorphins going. Like you just need it. So cheers to you. If you're like me and you're incorporating more dancing, into your routine. Um, I fully support it. All right. Number 23 travel. This is something really important. I wish more people would have told me just how important travel is. I'm very fortunate to have done a lot of travel in my life. And I would say, especially to young people to just do it, to just go I remember traveling when I had no money and I, I was in Guatemala and I'd be on the phone to my family saying, can you send me more money so I can buy food, <laughs> but just like buying the plane ticket, just go. We need to have experiences that are outside of the United States. I, myself, I haven't done much uh, international travel, just like a lot of us with COVID happening, but in 2024, I plan on going abroad abroad. And I'm really excited about it. And it's because it's a value. It's a value of mine to interact with people who are different from me, to be open to different ways of life, to experience beauty that's outside of my day-to-day travel is just so important. Okay. Number 24, some relationship tips. I statements are powerful. The more you can use I statements in your communication, particularly with a partner, you will be heard. I When we use I statements, we are more likely to be heard and understood. So anytime you start noticing yourself saying, well, you do this and you do that and you made me feel blah, blah, blah. How can you rewind, take a deep breath and use an I statement to take ownership over how you feel? And I promise you, your communication is gonna go so much better. All right, the next one, number 25, I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but it's worth worth to talk about it again, for sure. So co-dependency can be easy to slip into in any long-term relationship. You need to maintain independent identities. You co-create a shared identity as a couple, and you need to maintain your independent identities. This is so true for my partner and I, in terms of how we spend our time, the way we cheer each other on. I've talked before about how I'll travel a lot for work and he's always supportive. He's always cheering me on. He understands that that's who I am and I'm really career driven and mission driven. And there's a lot of times I need to travel and he supports that, right? And I understand that he doesn't enjoy travel as much. He loves routine and he's not as career driven as me. And he likes to have stability, predictability, and we see each other as individuals. We don't try to change each other. And we, we let each other structure our lives around who we are as people. So there's so much understanding and there's that individual identities and that looks like time that's spent apart. And instead of shaming each other for that, we support each other. And then when we are together, it's really intentional quality time together. Um, So maintain your, your individual identities is huge. Number 26. I love this quote. I am paraphrasing here, but this is from Esther Perel. She says, if you're lucky, you'll be with seven different people in your lifetime. And if you're really lucky, those seven people will all be with the same partner. So the essence of this quote is allowing each other to grow When you are with someone over a long period of time, they will grow and change and they will do so without friction, without as much conflict. If both of you have handled what I just talked about in 25, where you maintain individual identities and you understand who each other are, right? There has to be room for growth and change in a relationship in order to maintain it over time. And I think what I see is that sometimes people do do that part. Well, they cheer each other on, they support each other. There's growth over time. And then they forget to do something that I'm going to talk about actually here. Um, I forget which number it is number 34. So at the very end, um, I'll just give you a, a sneak peek. They forget to prioritize time together. So yes you need to have time apart you need to have time together but you need to allow your partner to grow as a human and become a different version of themselves and for you to grow as well and to always have that curiosity that curiosity instead of expectation right curiosity about who they are what's important to them what do they need and that's that's how we can maintain attraction and long-term connection over time This is something I've had to learn as I and my partner have navigated different career shifts, different priorities, things have changed. Even in the two and a half-ish years that we've been together, things have changed. And I think it's because we have that foundation of secure attachment, mutual respect, support and love for one another, that we've just gotten to know each other more as we've changed. And we've made space for conversations about the change. So really, really important to allow your partner to change and grow and support them in doing so. Okay, 27, this is a big one. If you are feeling distant from your partner or let's say you're needing more reassurance, whatever the case is, you need to voice it, right? And let's say you're feeling um, like you need space, That's even more important to voice. And this is where avoidantly attached folks really need to grow is that willingness to express when they need space. Um, What I know is that if we're pulling away, let's say we're just not communicating as much or we're not wanting to spend as much time with our partner or they reach for a hug. This is the worst. They reach for a hug and we say, I'm just not feeling it right? Um, It can be so painful if we do not communicate why, why the distance, right? Or why the need for more reassurance, give voice to the push and pull in a relationship. If you do not, then you lead to a lot of assuming you lead to a lot of stories being told, right? If your partner is not wanting to be as close to you, you might start to tell yourself, well, they don't find me attractive anymore. They don't, they don't want to be with me, they don't love me. So we are so kind to ourselves and to our partners when we give voice to why we're doing what we're doing in the relationship. All right, that's a really huge one. I hope you write that down and think about it. I want to move on to the next one. 28. Honesty really does solve almost all relationship concerns, this is one that people learn over time. And sometimes you learn it the hard way that if you're struggling in a relationship, if you are thinking to yourself, well, I just don't know if I can get X, Y, Z need met from this person. And you're keeping it to yourself. You're holding it in. You're waiting for relationship disaster to happen. We have to be honest about what our needs are, about the ways our needs are not getting met. Honesty is the road to change, the road to growing together. And here's the thing I know. If you have not healed your fear of abandonment, honesty will feel impossible to you because you will be bending and twisting and chameleoning. Can't say that. Chamelea-ing like a chameleon. You'll be doing that all over the place. And You won't be allowing yourself to show up with honesty. So healing the fear of abandonment is really helpful when learning how to show up honestly in a relationship. But honesty really does fix 99% of all relationship issues. Okay. 29. Do not misplace your own unhappiness with your life as a sign that your relationship is not thriving. This is huge. A lot of people do this, that something's not going right in their life, whether it's their health, their career, their friendships, whatever it is, their own opinions of themselves, their own self-worth, their own trauma wounds. They'll, they'll have these things that are about them and they'll misplace the unhappiness onto their partner and they'll blame the relationship. How do I know this one so well? Because I've done it. I've done it many times. Um, and I also see it all the time in clients and therapy, et cetera. So really be aware what is yours, what is your partner's and what belongs to the relationship? Those are three living, breathing organisms. Anytime you're in a relationship is what's going on with me. What belongs to me? What's going on with my partner? What belongs to them? What's the relationship going through what's, what's actually the relationship concern, right? Um, I think it's really important that you take things through that filter of understanding, well, who does this belong to anytime you're addressing concerns or conflict, I guarantee you that will really, really, really help you with avoiding unnecessary conflict. Because, how many times do we go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I yelled at you, honey? Because I know I was having a really stressful day yesterday. I know that XYZ happened at work and then I took it out on you. And I'm so sorry I did that, right? You can prevent a lot of that if you take it through that filter. And then, if it is something that's yours and you notice that you're being short with your partner or you're being unkind, you get to say, because you have the awareness, you get to say, hey, I realize I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z, and it has nothing to do with you. So I'm sorry that I'm showing up this way with you right now. Right. And then that helps immensely. men's life. Uh, but just remember, is it mine? Is it my partner's or does it belong to the relationship? Okay. Number 30, we're getting there. Number 30, sex does get better with the right person. And emotionally safe sex is hot. <laughs> this is something that my 20, you know, all throughout my twenties, uh, that version of me would not have fully understood this because there was so much, uh, connected to the push and pull of avoidant, anxious attachment dynamic and the way that sex was used in my relationships. I had a completely different relationship with sex at that time. And I think the more you grow, the more you heal, the more you develop secure attachment, you can heal your relationship with sex and you can experience deep levels of intimacy, the emotional safety with physical intimacy. And it is a completely different experience. So I think That would have been really hard for me to understand as a 20 something. So I'm sharing that with you now. And maybe you've never, no matter what age you are, maybe you haven't experienced that kind of sexual connection. And I just want you to know it is out there where you have emotional safety, where you communicate openly and honestly, where the relationship is long-term and safe and gets better over time. And you can maintain a really healthy, satisfying sex life. Yes, it takes work. Yes, you have to communicate. But you can do that with the right person. Secure is sexy. I always say that to our clients inside the program. Secure is sexy, and really knowing that um, is is helpful because I think sometimes we get caught up in well, you know, the the butterflies and the lightning bolts and um, whatever intense, intense sexual connection. Maybe you've had those kinds of experiences and then you go, well, if I don't have that with someone, does that mean it's bad? The answer is no, like it can just develop over time. It can take time to get better. Um, Just because it's not the best sex of your life right away, doesn't mean that you can't continue to develop an even better connection over time. So just a whole reframe on sex and secure relationships. Okay. Number 31, ownership is empowering. This one also took me a while to get. When we take ownership, when we acknowledge our role, it actually is empowering. So oftentimes we're looking to blame, like anyone who's dating is looking to blame the dating apps or the dating scene, and they're not wanting to look at themselves. And that's actually very disempowering because you're saying, well, this external thing outside of me is controlling my destiny instead of saying well what are the things that i do have ownership over that i can focus on that will help me have a better relationship here's the deal a lot of people don't want to take ownership because it's more challenging because you have to be a pretty secure person to say well yeah this is where i can improve that takes high self-worth and secure secure attachment so sometimes you get stuck in this wheel and then of like well It's everybody else's fault and then your experiences confirm it and you just keep blaming everyone, blaming everybody else, blame the dating scene, whatever. Um, And then maybe you're you're like me and you hit rock bottom and then you're forced to take ownership. But I don't want to wish that on anyone. You can just decide today enough of blaming everyone else. Let me take ownership of my role. Okay. Um, And obviously... Doing the work inside of the Empowered Secure Love program is one of the things that you can control. Whether it's this program or something else, whatever it is that you decide, and you go, "Hey, I know that I can work on what I'm bringing." That is ownership, and that is empowering to you. So I encourage you to think about that. Number thirty-two, daily laughter. You've got to laugh. You got to find ways to laugh. What, whatever that is, whether it's memes that you're sending with your friends, um, some comedy special, I don't know. You're just finding ways to laugh at yourself. I'm really good at that these days. I laugh at myself a lot, uh, but daily laughter. So good. We need it. Okay. Um, and if you're not there, then I would just encourage you to be curious about, well, how do I open myself up to that? Is there a reason why? Do I believe that my worth is tied to my productivity and I have to be on and serious and push all the time? So I'm not making space for laughter. I would just really encourage you to think about that. All right. 33, do not try to change people. How many of us needed to hear that like over and over and over? I know I did. I always would date people that I thought, okay, I can help them heal. I'll I'll break through their avoided attachment and prove to them that I'm good enough and I can get them to love me. I'll make sure that they do their career, get their career on track. That was a really common one for me in my 20s. It's like picking people who were really struggling in their life. And what I know now is my fear of abandonment would lead me to pick people that needed to be helped that were struggling because I thought if they needed me, then I would not be abandoned. So unconsciously I would choose people that I thought I could just show up and be Dr. Morgan and coach them and help them heal. Um, real, real exhausting pattern. I wonder if any of you can relate to this, my caretakers, uh, nurses, doctors, therapists, Lawyers, teachers, anybody in the helping professions of any kind—I'm sure you can relate to this. Of choosing people to date who you thought that you could caretake for, and that unconsciously there might have been some fear of abandonment and this belief that, well, if they need me, then they won't abandon me. Let me know if you relate to that. Shoot me a DM. Um, okay. So do not try to change people. That was 33, 34, this is important. And I have a bonus one for you, but this is the second to last on this episode. Number 34, you have to schedule time for check-ins with your partner. It has to be on a calendar and prioritized. Life is way too busy. There's way too much going on that if you do not schedule it, it won't happen. When we schedule something, we make it real. My partner and I do Thursday mornings, we have our check-in, we have questions we ask each other, we look at our calendar for the upcoming week, and we are also checking in about, well, what are we doing that's fun, which is my next point, you also have to schedule time for fun. You have to make sure that there's space in your calendars where you're connecting, where you have quality time, time that is intentionally spent together to be present with one another. The longer you're with someone, the easier it is to let that time slip away. You have to maintain it for the health of your relationship. This is something I'm learning. I feel like I spent so much time learning how to date in a healthy way myself. And while I have helped, you know, hundreds of couples, I now for the first time am experiencing a long-term securely attached relationship and I'm learning so much about what it means to maintain it. So I'm sharing with you all as I'm learning. And I can tell you that the check-ins and the time for fun, having those things scheduled, it makes a huge difference. Okay. This is your bonus one. Someone needs to hear this. so I'm going to say it. The bonus point is there is no perfect life path for all my overachievers, all my type A. All my amazing students out there who got 3.8 and above GPAs, I know you're tempted to try to create the perfect life path. You've got your timelines. You can say, okay, by this age, this will happen. By this age, that'll happen. And I'm telling you, yes, you can get clear on what it is that you desire. And you need to release the timeline and you need to release the how. So get clear on what it is you want, but release the timeline, release the how honor where you are with compassion and without comparison. So without comparing yourself to others, you're wasting your time comparing your path to others. You also have no idea about what's actually gone on in that person's life. And no matter how perfect it looks, you have no idea what's going on, right? So without comparison, honor where you are. And I want you to soak in the sweetness of your current season. This makes me think about being single. Like being single is a beautiful time in your life. It's building a beautiful relationship with yourself. Date yourself, do the healing work, spend time with your friends and family, go on the trips. Like being single is a beautiful time. You have to appreciate it. You got to make space to enjoy it. Um, Having young children, this is another time that's, can be very challenging, but we have to enjoy it. It only lasts so long. I get very emotional when I think about my niece and nephew being six and four and how I can barely pick up my nephew anymore now that he's six and he doesn't want me to pick him up. And I remember holding him as a baby. Um, So all that to say every season in life has its beauty do not rob yourself of the beauty and joy by wishing that you were in a different season or by comparing your beautiful unique life path to someone else's life path okay you got to enjoy it and soak it soak it in for where you are okay that concludes the special two part birthday episode where we talked about the 34 things that i wish Someone would have told me about life and relationships. I hope you love these episodes and I want you to know that I am sharing you on. I want to connect with you. And if this felt um, like there was something that spoke to you and if you're realizing, Hey, I really do need to honor myself. I need to do the healing work. I want to invite you to join the empowered secure love program. It's my birthday month. As you know, August. And because of that, I'm giving you the best gift ever because I want to give something to you for my birthday. I'm giving you a free bonus month in the program. So right now when you join, you actually get three months with us. That's an amazing deal. So you can use the link in the show notes to apply to the program or the link in my Instagram bio. I would be honored to help you on your healing journey. And if you feel called and you know that Now is the time. And maybe you've been on the fence and you're just sick of doing the same things over and over and over, and you're ready to show up differently. And you want to feel confident in your dating life and confident in yourself and have real true self love. Then this is your sign. Make sure you go apply to the program. We have super limited spots. I'm hoping we actually still have spots. When this episode comes out, I'm hoping there's still some left, but super limited spots. So if this really speaks to you, make sure you apply today. The link is in the show notes or my Instagram bio. And thanks for being a part of this community. I so appreciate you. I wish we could all get together and have a have a big party. You know, that's my Leo coming out here in August. I just want a little get together with you all. Wouldn't that be fun? Um but I'm sending you a big hug. I appreciate you for being part of the audience. And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.